2: This is Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the hot hooks that you will ever need in your life, ever. Well, I don't know, I missed something that happened at the table. start
3: It with, this is Hooked, and not, hello and welcome to Hooked, it's a completely new paradigm.
2: Yeah, Things are changing everyone
3: Too fast for my liking
2: Now uh, we support strictly conservative politics Yep. Uh, And if you don't vote for Trump Then you can get out of my podcast There are
3: only two genders and I'm one of them Yep
2: (laughs) Thank you very much Okay, so That's been Hooked, catch us next (laughs) week No, don't catch us next week Because we're killing ourselves
3: Slowly, but surely.
2: <laughs> Alright, so what we do here is we give you plot hooks for your role-playing games. We take inspiration from a image, but mostly from a Magic the Gathering card, and then we present the hooks to you in the form of a magic trick. We start with a pledge, which is the seed of the idea, and then we move on to the turn, where we turn it into something a little bit more fleshed out, something that you might want to actually include in your games. And then finally, with the prestige, we talk about... How your players might interact with this, what the ramifications might be, and how you could use it to best game play.
3: We should, like, it's, it usually is a magic card. We should, like, use a dual masters card or something else, like some. Um, yeah. All right.
1: Remember, I'm dual, masters I I don't remember don't. dual masters? I remember dual masters. I sure don't. Really just knock off Yu Gi Oh! Yeah,
3: incredibly. It, like, yeah. in, in Yu Gi Oh!, Yu Gi Oh! is called dual monsters. There mm-hmm. were like, the degree to which that was a knockoff.
2: And I am Zayn C. Weber. Here with regular host, Dom Gilfoyle. And other regular host, Dally Grimley. Alright, so you know us, so let's get straight into oh, it, shall we? I'm not sure. I'm not
3: sure they know, know us that. well now.
2: I don't know about that. How could they know us any better? I
3: mean Well,
1: I I think I know how they could Get to know us better. Which could just... listen to
3: the entire back catalogue of Hooked available on whatever device you're listening to this episode. Very correct. But if they're not going to do that, we could at
1: least grace them with a getting to know you question.
3: Frankly, okay. they don't deserve it, but okay.
2: Mm. Uh, so I, I actually have a, a getting to know you question for you
3: guys. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Thank we...
2: goodness, because I wasn't going to ask one.
3: And I never remember to come <laughs> up with one until the last second. Um, and then what... I ask stuff like, how do you want to die? And it's just like a weird start to the episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so this is this is inspired. I have recently picked up a new campaign setting that is very grim dark. Uh, so what is the least grim dark thing you've ever done in a game?
2: I sent. Oh, it's uh, okay. I sent my players to Candyland. Yes, you did. But then um, they ruined Candyland. They did if ruin I Candyland. Uh, Candyland ruined them. Candyland was the most trauma that they've ever suffered in a game ever. Mostly brought on by themselves. Like it's, they, they yeah. could have had a Candyland adventure where everything was fluffy, happy cakes, but no, they decided to like turn Candyland against I them. I need to revisit season one immediately. Yeah, this is all recorded in Lauren and Disorder, and that's season two. That's season two. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, season two. The no, uh, the probably. end of season two. Sorry, I've listened, <laughs> I listened to season three and then season one, so it's season two. Actually, I need to get to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Candyland was meant to be like, oh, this is pretty funny, and is one the the one place in that game that I was like making pun esque jokes. Yeah. Uh, and also like
3: this is the one place where they're not going. They they are actually gonna have a fine time. They're not going to ruin their own lives. It's gonna be fine. Well,
2: yeah, I took them out of the city where they were slowly turning the various police forces against one another and starting mayhem between different factions, put them in, like, this, this happy wilderness place where they could just wander around killing things willy-nilly, and then I was surprised when they started killing things willy-nilly. See, the
3: only one who screwed up there was you for being surprised, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah
2: that party, that party... <laughs> Some uh, of them could have bought into it.
3: <laughs> wholesome thing that I've done, uh, I think the ending to like my character's like send off at the end of my last campaign that I was in uh, was probably something like the most wholesome thing I've done. Where it was my character Morgan was like an ex-soldier, an ex-orphan wizard sort of like character who'd never really fit in. A real like you know I always described her as looking like uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, like that sort of just a real doesn't fit in with your society man and uh, her end was going and starting a wizard school for like disadvantaged youths and like orphans and street urchins and that sort of thing to and to just, take like, over the world well no and like <laughs> and, and, and ex-soldiers and everyone just so that they would have a place uh, to learn magic that wasn't a military place because there was kind of like a, like a thing that was apparent like yeah. uh, in that setting was just like yeah there isn't a way to learn magic where it's not for a purpose just for the joy of learning magic so that was kind of yeah after having a really a a particularly rough time in the last few sessions um such as like dying and then being reincarnated as a gnome which was just like um poured like poured some of my gender dysphoria stuff into this character (laughs) and then had my character like have a new body and it's just like hey this is actually upsetting so yeah
2: yeah so many reincarnations in that campaign.
3: Yeah, because we so didn't many. have we didn't have anyone with reviv- Revivify for ages, but we did have some with Reincarnate. And then, our di- and then our DM just decided, like, I'm going to railroad you all into being killed off one by oh, one. Oh, yeah. At, at least one of you will die every session. <laughs> and it's just like, that's not fun. That just means, because 5e combat isn't very fun and it, we always were going to lose the fight, so we were just wasting our time. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no. Oh, it was it was almost worse because like, my character like looked like a stunted, deformed version of herself. So it was just like, could look in the mirror and see the person she used to be and that sort of thing. And because was an illusionist to make herself look like she wanted to be. Yeah. And then you can't make yourself look taller with illusion. Oh, oh, no. It was actually like a perfect storm of misery. And like the other players were being like, you're being a cunt for being kind of like upset about this. I brought you back to life. And it's just like, you don't understand. And Tully, nicest thing your character's ever done.
1: (laughs) Yeah, funnily enough, this is actually something my character has done. We're currently playing Curse of Strahd, uh, and I'm playing my first bard. uh, And I have just started picking up the hymn books from the local church and learning the old church songs that everyone's forgotten. And I've cheered up a little girl... uh,
2: Shine,
1: Jesus, shine. shine. (laughs) Um, Uh. (laughs) But yeah, like I've just started picking up the the church songs from The Morning Lord and started learning them and playing them to the
3: citizens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having flashbacks. Okay. All right.
2: (laughs) Well, this was a weird getting to know you.
1: I feel um, like I
3: know you all too much now. Yeah, I'm gonna go drink this. I, I this think away. that
1: is the most I've gotten to
2: know you guys during a getting to know you question. To be perfectly I, frank, I, I couldn't
3: possibly say that because we've had so many.
2: My my answer was literally recorded over hundreds of hours of audio published on the internet
3: like years ago. Mm. <laughs> That's
2: true. <laughs> Again, I need to
3: revisit that. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, and you listened to it at the time.
2: Okay, so we are looking at a card, and the card is uh, Gigant... No, gi- low Titanic. Titanic. Titanic Ultimatum. Yes. Uh, and it features a lion person with a club and a cheetah person uh, just kind of running at, at the... Uh, yeah, like Either at or away from.
3: I think yeah. Well, I think they. like It looks like they're charging because they both have weapons, and I think the one on the left might be a Chinese. I don't know.
2: Mm, perhaps. Uh, and the 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 artwork is by Steve Prescott, and the quote is "Retribution is best delivered by claws and rage, with both
3: magnified." So yeah, the effect of it is basically it just makes a bunch of you for for a great cost of a bunch of different manner you make your units incredible and mm. overpowering and they just charge and kill your opponent
2: correct I mean that's the goal so who has a pledge
3: um I've
2: got a, a pledge I'm surprised I know right never I've frankly never come
1: up with things ever please continue so I uh, may judge you never had an original thought in my life uh so as you trek through the jungles uh wilderness uh everything's overgrown um But fairly sparse. You haven't seen any other people around. That is until you start stumbling upon skeletons. They aren't just lying peacefully, though. Each one of these skeletons is is frozen amongst uh, a web of vines or tangled within branches of of the trees, and they're all facing away from where you're going.
3: That's a good sign. i describe that as a really good sign. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm hmm. gonna keep walking mm-hmm. in this direction, and things will turn out good.
2: Cool I'm gonna nice. loot the skeletons. Mm.
1: That that's I want to
3: seduce the skeletons.
1: <laughs> I mean, roll at disadvantage, but go for it, I guess.
3: Oh, exciting! I, I rolled at twenty both times. What happens? You fuck the skeleton. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like that. Bi- it's like that. That shot in uh, in Armor from uh, Amazon Women in the Mood, where they're just like the guys that the skeletons have crushed pelvises, and they're just like, yeah. <laughs> All right. This is what this podcast is. Uh, we've got a silent, a silent guest for the next episode, just listening in, and uh, just more and more horrified with every moment, regretting
1: every decision that led her here. So that yep. is
2: that. That that's the is that the end of the pledge. The skeletons are uh, in that certain direction. Yes. Okay.
3: All right. I'll go next. Sure. Um, so the party arrive in like a, a small but prosperous town. Uh, there's a surprising number of like a fairly wealthy people who live here. And uh, they, uh, but there is an issue in this town for the party to solve. What a surprise. Uh, and that is that uh, every, every night at the full moon, someone is being mur- like torn to shreds by a a vicious creature of some kind. And the party have been tasked with stopping it. And so, like, they, the party will probably like be like, oh, well, the next full moon is just actually tomorrow night. This is really convenient because otherwise, you know, you're going to stay there for a month. What the fuck? Uh, so the party stays there all night and they camp out waiting for someone to arrive uh, to like a monster to arrive to kill someone and instead they see uh, all of the uh, at the, the stroke of midnight all of the people of the town all of the doors just slam open and hordes of like creatures like lions and tigers and bears oh my they just start streaming out into the center, the center of town and having the most like debaucherous party of all time okay Lion Rave. Okay.
2: Nice. Nice. Um, Quitting. (laughs) I I,
3: I didn't know that there was a nerd on this podcast. I can't (laughs) be part of that.
2: I have got a weird inspiration card. So I'm going to... It's Potion.
3: Yeah, I don't know. If, do we mention that we have these? I feel like we never mentioned. We, we, we frequently also, sometimes this. we do. We have optional like extra, each of us has a unique optional extra thing that, that might say NPC, it might say item of clothing, it might say adventure, and we can choose or more uh, potion p- or intelligent creature. Yeah, or relic or legend. I'm not going to spoil mine. Uh,
2: so uh, mine's going to be a potion, but it's going to be uh, something that your character or characters can work towards. So I think maybe it is. A maybe an artifact that creates this potion and depending on the quality of the ingredients you put in, the more powerful it becomes and basically it allows the number of people that drink it probably small to begin with and larger as you go, go on each of them to kind of knowingly gift an attribute or some knowledge or an ability to one of the other Players who, who drank it, so that basically you can Voltron to be a, a Goliath, basically. If, if you need to one-on-one fight someone or do something, you can basically by your powers exactly combined. I, I am I am Mega Death. Um,
3: yeah. That's a band, isn't it? Yeah, that's yes a band. Is. Yeah. Yeah, well, by you your know. powers
2: combined, I am Led
3: Zeppelin. Yes. <laughs>
2: sure.
1: <laughs>
3: Metallica Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, so I think that that is, it's just going to be like a little bowl and, or no, pestle and mortar that you can create this, this potion through. Um, and as you refine the process, the potion will get more.
3: I'd just like starts with a mortar and pestle, and then you had a calcinator, calcinator, and then an alembic, and it's just like eventually you just cast around a whole lab with the entire way across the countryside.
2: I mean that's ideal. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I used to have. I don't know whether this in three point five. I'm not sure whether it was a homebrew item or not, but it was like a little alchemist lab, like that kind of packed up into like a haversack. So it was like. The handy haversack, but it was like, like it unfolded into a desk with cool. the, the things on nice it. Like I actually—I'm not mm. sure if it exists
1: in the rules—but I actually did something similar as a homebrew for one of my players. They never never got to see the item because the campaign folded. But did um, the same with a, a botany set that had a little fold-up garden, mm. um, and so it was a magic item that was a garden that kept
2: growing while it was packed up.
3: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Well, those are
2: our pledges. Let's go. ...to the...
3: ...turns. Yes,
2: let's.
1: Remember, this is where you have to name your thing.
3: Yes,
2: it is. Um,
1: So this is called the Abandoned Throne. Uh, So as you continue to trek... Nothing creepy about that. Nothing at all, no. Uh, As you continue to trek further and further along... uh, ...through this... uh, ...through through this jungle... uh, ...ignoring the obvious warnings of many, many skeletons... Uh, facing uh, facing the other way, twisted uh, as if they're still running, you come across a castle. Not your traditional medieval castle, but what looks like uh, almost Incan design. Uh, it's lovingly carved, ornate. Uh, there's gold folded into, into the walls and it's completely empty. Not a soul in sight. There's living spaces, there's... There, there is even what looks like once would have been food uh, had it not been left for oh, it's, it's far still, too long. It's still good. It's still good, yep.
3: Yeah. Roll constitutions, they throw, but, you know.
1: Um, and as you explore the castle, it, there seems to be absolutely nothing wrong with it. There's a perfectly serviceable castle, I guess.
2: Well, ours now.
1: And, okay. uh, right, as, as you reach the centre, you find the throne room. And in it, a throne
3: What's that doing there?
1: What is that doing there? Um, ornately carved uh, with images of creatures and of ghosts, and almost as if it's written legend uh, carved in, in there as stories. Uh, the more you check it out, the more you see of these things, of, of legends and folk tales and, and creatures, almost like a bestiary carved into this throne.
2: the abandoned throne you said the abandoned throne interesting
3: mm. all right um so the second part of this one is that you know the the animals they all just have uh, like a wild party there's you're seeing like these animals they are doing animalistic things as well but they're also just like feasting and drinking like wine and stuff that was that was brought and set out before the party began and this goes all the way until dawn creeps over the horizon At which point everyone just kind of like collapses to the ground and they transform back into their regular forms. As the villagers of the town and the monthly uh, debauchery is over, and the members of the 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 mayor of the town or something who party talked to previously sees the party and goes, Ah, hello. uh, Did you did you catch him? Did you did you find the one who was? uh, Yeah, we we good. Uh, And the party probably was like. What the fuck are you talking was? <laughs> what? Uh, and then there's, you hear—they all hear screaming—and they find uh, in an alleyway on the other side of town just a torn-up human body. And they—it's—it's uh, they, it's noticeable, obviously, that this this person was in their human form when this happened—is—is mm. uh, is the noteworthy thing there. And yeah, the the townspeople explain that this is just part of living here—that uh, everyone transforms on the full moon—and. Uh, they kind of abandon the a word? that's the word abandon did uh, we actually mention the word at the top probably not yeah, we our, forgot to mention- our secret word is abandon who knows we are professionals uh, they abandon their kind of uh, their normal social like They're they're more cultured and reserved side and just give in to the animal inside sort of thing and they just have a wild time uh, but uh, it, but the, everyone knows about this. Obviously, that's what the town's famous for. Like they they assumed that the ta- that the party knew that, um, and so it was. It's odd that it was a person in human form because that would mean that they didn't transform.
2: Mm. 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 So right. it's
3: basically like the purge, but for debauchery instead of murder. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and also once a month instead of once a year. Yeah. And it's also just kind of like the going. To, month. Yeah, and also it's also just kind of like going out to the valley for an evening, <laughs> except you turn into animals. Like it's not. It so doesn't going have, out to the valley for an evening. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to. You don't have really. It, you Can don't really you have to,
2: stop being a fairy on my podcast, please? <laughs>
3: yeah, um, you don't have to really stretch it too much. To like saying it's like the purge. It's just like going out on the town. Let's be honest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think with my uh, so the name of my hook is party animals. <laughs> well, all right, I, I feel like you saw that. I, hate, come, yes. I feel like you saw that coming in your heart and tried to move on.
2: We fine. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, okay, yeah. So the I think to turn this potion into something that is actually usable in the game, I think you, you have to uh, kind of outlay like what you can add. So. If you feed it to a dog as well as yourself, like, do you get, like, their speed or, like, their smell? Because the dog can't choose to give it something to you. Um So I'm really kind of stuck with where this goes other than...
3: Yeah, you're only on round two here. That's a problem. No, no,
2: no, because, uh, I mean, you can go right... You can follow this through and then at the end, like at the end final battle, your team kind of makes the final potion and then they have to abandon their their, their original forms and just join into one amalgam amalgam creature that wreaks havoc over the, the final boss fight or what have you. But I was thinking that maybe this could be... Uh, before you get to that particular point, this could be uh, a fun mind-switching mm. shenanigan, fr- Freaky Friday. It's a, Friday. Classic. It's a yeah. classic, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I could back a Freaky Friday potion. Where they are uh, A bit of a Freaky Friday situation. Switch character sheets. <laughs>
3: That's all... Like, every campaign has that happen at some point, if it's a good campaign, I reckon. That's a classic <laughs> thing to have happen.
2: See, I, I don't like doing it to two players. I prefer doing it with an NPC and a player
3: or... NPCs and players, so if the they know the NPC well enough. I yeah, guess. yeah. I don't know. I don't mind having having so long as it's not like at an emotionally fraught moment or anything like that. It was just like, hey, this is a wacky one-off thing. Yeah? Let's have some fun this session. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, and beach, then like each episode,
3: and then like one of the play one of the players is always going to see something on another player's character sheet that was supposed to be secret and go, hey, what? Are you being? You're a warlock, it says here. <laughs> What's going on there? Because you've been saying you're a sorcerer this whole time, and they just go, uh, uh and you realise you've kind of fucked things up a little bit, maybe. I thought you were a priest, and then just like, why did you think that? That's not a class in this game. What are you talking? <laughs> do you think we're playing Warcraft? What's going on? Yes.
2: <gasps> so, um, so yeah, I think that there's a lot of things you can do with this sort of little idea that isn't that final pinnacle level of this of this item. Um, that I think maybe levels as you do with like proficiency. So the. The, the higher your proficiency the better the the mm-hmm. bonus is so like maybe you feed it to a lion and you drink the other half and then you become a half lion man for a while um T- we're just exciting Tully so much this <laughs> uh, it's a
3: good it's a good record for him
2: um so'm I'm, ju- I'm just gonna I'm just going to call this um uh the 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 potion of of many faces like it's not because it doesn't really do anything else it just switches you or
3: adds to you interesting needs some mechanical refinement and that sort of thing but it's a fun concept See, yeah. i don't
2: want to i don't want to make it super 5e yeah um so that's the thing i think whatever you're in i think that this is this item gives you lets you
3: gives you some yeah. room to play yeah exactly it. it's like it's not a super like oh we're saving this for the boss fight because it's mechanically like oh all these things i think it's just like an opportunity to do something cool like it's just yeah like, yeah yeah it's just like we, we're, we're fighting a titan whatever we're going to do and it's just like ah i have the potion and it's just like you just kind of do a <laughs> weird punch out sort of fighting a kaiju thing and it's just like yeah that was a silly session But it's, <laughs> i think that's yeah kind of lends itself to that maybe
2: yeah, yeah. but i also think that it might you could also play around with the Freaky Friday thing. Oh, of, absolutely! Of the yeah. revealing of the of the secrets. Yeah, et absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, those. What was uh, it called again?
3: Sorry.
2: the Potion of any Faces. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Let's go back to the abandoned throne. Yes, the abandoned throne. And uh, of course, as I tend to do
1: in these situations, I'm relying on the party doing something incredibly irresponsible and somebody sitting in the throne.
3: The bard has already sat in the throne before you finish describing before it. Before I've finished be
2: describing it. Yep. Do you think it's the bard? I would say the warlock. I'd say the warlock goes to the throne
1: mm, first. Always the, the rogue.
3: The rogue or the bard before the warlock? Because I think the ro- the warlock would like spend a moment trying to see if there was any sort of magical power emanating from it, and in that moment, the bard has Fair. already made a run for it.
2: And I think that the rogue would also be checking for traps. And
3: also they both. And <laughs> that's also, true. And also they both have higher dexterity than the warlock, so their speed <laughs> is higher. <laughs> yeah. Which I, that's the wrong yeah, Sorry, that's fire? correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, go on. Um,
1: And as soon as somebody sits on the throne, it becomes immediately apparent oh, why...
3: It's, it's never good when things become immediately, immediately apparent. apparent. <laughs> uh, it
1: becomes apparent why so many skeletons were fleeing from this place. The throne comes alive immediately, and all of the... All of the carvings. That's the third time I've hit the mic um, yeah. this recording. It's, You're
2: just real excited about it. I'm just real excited. Lo- lots of furry talk.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I am just
3: uh out, out of my seat. Yeah, You're just a we, fox in a man's body. We've just having we, like you got. this is the first time we've actually edited the podcast. We're not editing out the like little bumps, we're editing out all the yiffing that Tully is doing while the rest of us are talking.
1: Yeah, there's actually just been animal noises yeah, for it's about been half an hour <laughs> of settling. Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> and our guest is just like, wondering if the door was locked, if she can make a run for it. Now. Oh, she's
1: she's already... Oh, bye. <laughs> um, anyway, so the images carved into this throne begin to light up and start to move. And from the corners of the throne, as the illustrations start to make their way out, comes forth all the creatures carved in. And they... They look angry. They look deeply upset. But more than anything, they look excited. That was a bad word. I you saw. did it. Yep. You did it. You're like, they're not angry,
2: they're excited.
3: Yeah. They are, they're really, they, they've kind of seemed feisty. Like, they've got a, they've got a lot of energy. An- no, now I'm leaving. Just a rush of blood, you know. Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm done. I'm just quickly
2: undo t- what you've done. Just too mess and they with-
1: They seem excited to finally have prey. And uh, as they start to descend upon the party, it's a race against time to get us far away from this army of creatures. From this podcast studio. From this <laughs> podcast studio and away from all of the
2: yiffing. Uh, okay, so I guess so. The, the 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 point is kind of to... It's a chase then. Mm. So you, you, you have to, on the way in, you set up all these obstacles that are easy to get past on... Going in this going direction, in. but harder to get past. Yeah, so out. you find your
1: rope traps and your you know poisonous animals and a carnivorous plant somewhere, and you know there's a, a little bit of a gelatinous cube somewhere. Yeah, yeah gelatinous the cube. Classics. There's a you know uh, a sequence where they have to climb up through the trees because there's a giant chasm, you know, and then you've got to do it in
2: reverse while being chased.
3: And Then they get Freaky Friday'd and it just complicates everything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, okay. So that's the abandoned throne. Let's go back to. Party animal. Party
3: animals. Yes. Yeah, so it's explained to the the party by the mayor, who has hired them to try to solve this whole situation, uh, that the whole deal with this town is that once you become a resident, you start getting to turn into an animal and just let everything go once a month, and that's why there are so many, like, fairly wealthy people here, is because they come to be part of that, like, they're into it, they're like, yeah, that sounds like the shit, so they come, they, uh, have just, like, the most animalistic time, uh, once a month, and they love it, and it's been several months now that one person is just getting murdered every time, uh, but now you've missed your chance, like the party like you you had to stop it and what are you going to wait around for another month? So the mayor's going to be like, oh, you, I, I, I'm deeply disappointed, oh, all of you must oh, blah blah blah, and at some point the party will make an insight check and discover that he's got something fishy going on. And, they, and it turns into an investigation thing where they are trying to like, figure out what the motive behind, because the mayor has done it, oh, I'm just going to put that there and they're going to Find the motive of how he's done this, and find out who in the town would and wouldn't have turned into a uh, into an animal on that yeah. night. Because like it, a medicine check can determine that the body is only posed to have been uh, appeared to be ripped apart by an animal. It has actually been like get, like stabbed and then chopped up and all that sort of thing and savaged uh, post mortem.
2: So CSI favor.
3: Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like, there's a few ways they could do it, but I think one of the major ways would be finding like the uh, the documents and stuff in the locked in the chamber. They have to sneak into the the town chambers and determine that people have been evicted just before, like, one person, one a rich person, Hmm. has been evicted. uh, What is that's how it's been happening? That they haven't been turning into an animal because they're no longer a resident, and it's a it's a binding sort of magical contract. So the mayor has been evicting people that he wants to take their wealth because, like, oh, they're, they're dead. All of the wealth is donated to the tre- to the treasury, and a new ta- house opens up for more people to move in. And he has uh, an agent living in the town who actually isn't on the books, so isn't actually turning into an animal, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's all it all basically all this weird animal transformation stuff. At the end of the day, it's kind of weirdly juxtaposed with <laughs> uh, kind of a weird contract-based fraud. It was
2: all just a red herring. Yeah, it was all... (laughs) We were the animals all (laughs) along. it
3: was actually... uh, It was actually just kind of, like, a weird... Like, almost... Like, I I added in the inheriting all of their wealth and stuff because I also just, like... It needs to have that a little bit extra because at one point it was just going to be opening up the real estate, and it was all going to be like a, a weird noirish, like oh, it's just murder over over. Real Australian
2: Gothic, like small yeah. town Australia. Yeah, it's just Gothic. like
3: like the mayor is just trying to get these dang kids, knock down the town, the orphanage, and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, one of those. Um. So yeah. Okay. I think, so I think I fully explained that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like it.
2: Yeah. Um. So I think when it comes to this potion, putting it in a game. You have two ways of doing it. Either it's with you and you you're growing with it, or you introduce it in one of my favourite ways, which is body horror. Um, so obviously this town uh, or this city has got a hold of this, and someone spiked something, and now there's a huge gross amalgam beast. Uh, running rampant through the countryside that you have to subdue somehow, or you all could... I can picture is the multi bear uh, from Gravity Falls. I actually yeah. haven't seen Gravity the
1: Falls. It's, its
2: just like nine bears glued together, <laughs> essentially. Okay, yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking. I don't even know what I was thinking, but like, I think it was.
3: I don't know what I was thinking. Starting the, the, this podcast. The, the... <laughs> <laughs>
2: There is a piece of media where there's a whole group of people all glued together.
1: Ah, yes. A piece of media that none of us can remember the name of for some reason. Do you do you know what I'm talking about? Or are you being facetious? I'm pretty sure I know a thing that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay. It is it's, horrifying.
3: It's Gravity Falls, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I think that it's is the famous, that would be a Gravity <falls>. Um <laughs> I said it.
2: And that might make them a little bit more wary of this particular magical item, mm. uh, yeah. So I think that that is that's one way to do it. Or if you want to play around with the Freaky Friday, like the first time they try it, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Why? Why do they have heads on their crotches? Uh, why do they have? I their thought heads this was a children's in show the crotches because often? like
3: it just makes 69ing so much more interesting.
2: It's making out at that point, isn't it? But also <laughs> Okay. Well, I think I think that's it. I think I think I think that's it.
3: That's it. I think thank that's you for this show. Uh, we're done.
1: Thank you for listening for another week. Uh, if you want to join us again, um, I mean why? we're why? very sorry, but why?
2: <laughs> We're produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international license, which means that you're free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format. If you give appropriate credit, don't use the material for commercial purposes and don't remix, transform, or build upon it in any way without our permission first. But please feel free to use any of these ideas in your games. Um, I don't make... Before you incorporate body horror into your game, check that your players are okay with it first. Yeah, do that. Yeah. because some people don't like it.
3: Funny that. It,
2: yeah, some people are, you know, sensitive about their bodies.
3: Um, can't imagine kind of yeah. why.
2: Mm. Uh, I've been Zancy Weber. You can find Tully on. I'm not plugging my podcast on the fucking youth episode. You haven't. No, you haven't done furries
1: yet. <laughs> we haven't done furries. We're not going to. You can find Tully on <laughs> <laughs>
3: on Dungeon the De- Museum on Dungeon
1: Deep Dive. Deep dive. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, you can catch me on Dungeon Deep Dive uh, talking about anything but this uh, every second Wednesday. Have you done
2: Lycanthropy?
1: We have done Lycanthropy. It was decidedly (laughs) (laughs) Yiff-free.
3: A a missed opportunity. And
2: you can find Dom
3: on... Uh, You can find me on the Misto Museum of Mystery, Morbidity and Mortality. It could not be more different to this. When's the Yiff episode? I mean, the episode that just came out had a riff on the fucking... Uh, On uh, Little Red Riding Hood, mm. like... Yeah, so there you go, bitch.
2: All right, Uh, this has been Awkward. Uh, Feel free to uh, ignore this episode and join us again next time, and we'll do better, probably. Will we? This never happened. It was
3: all a dream.
0: Okay, do you want to go first?
1: I wanted to do a princess world.
0: People can pick a day and then that day doesn't exist anymore.
1: It's amoeba world.
0: That you have to be in the presence of another person to stay alive.
1: Ooh, I want to do an honour-bound and honour-driven society. That
0: when someone dies, their ashes get turned into tattooing. I want
1: to do a vampires and werewolves world.
0: People who are seasonal so let me explain
1: it must have been around christmas time or something because it's merry prisms
0: for goddess whose domain is desperation
1: time travel theme park my
0: second idea was a train story a story on a train belladonna you know what that is Nope. big trees big trees big trees welcome to the sky machine a collective world-building podcast about dynamic fantastical and concise storytelling where in each episode we create a new original world and a short story to go along with it. And you get to join us for the ride.
2: Oh, that's Not Kind of Productions podcast.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel,
1: founder of Pretty Litter.